Welcome to the Postpartum Plan Podcast. I'm your host, Madison Fugere. I'm a certified postpartum doula and pediatric sleep consultant, the owner of Serene Moments, LLC, and a prior nanny and daycare manager. In this podcast, I'm going to talk about everything and anything that comes along with the postpartum period. I want to be your postpartum bestie by offering support, reassurance, and tips and tricks. Many people curate the perfect birth plan, but why not a postpartum plan? Together, we're going to build your postpartum plan because everyone deserves to have the postpartum experience that they want. Dr. Jillian Campbell gained a deeper appreciation for the significant changes that a woman's body undergoes during pregnancy, birth, and postpartum after having her two boys during the pandemic. Though her pregnancies were mild, her births were both long and exhausting. She was not prepared for the significant, immediate changes that her body would feel after giving birth. Dr. Campbell had not been adequately prepared for all that encompasses the postpartum period by her medical team and did not have access to more support people or classes because of the pandemic. She found the postpartum period more challenging than pregnancy or birth and found herself wishing that she had some more guidance. After struggling through her physical recovery, emotional and mental recovery, as well as sleep deprivation, she knew that she had found her calling. To provide women with support that she wished she had pre- and postpartum. Women deserve access to a wide range of pregnancy, birth, and postpartum resources, as well as somebody that they can trust to assist them through this process. As a chiropractor, pregnancy and postpartum corrective exercise specialist, and mother to two wonderful boys who has been there herself, Dr. Campbell is uniquely situated to help you understand the changes your body is experiencing and assist you in preparing for and recovering from birth. She wants to be an advocate for you and work with you to better understand your body and prepare yourself for the future. Before we jump right into this episode, I want to quickly give you guys another disclaimer that my microphone was being a pain in the booty. <laughs> so if for the audio that you're going to hear up next from the interview, I apologize if I sound pretty tinny. I have figured out the mic issue and it is all settled for going forward. So thank you for bearing with me. I am so excited to have you here with me today Um, and so excited to tackle like the huge topic of, you know, physical recovery and what the norm is and what isn't. Um, So thank you for joining me today. Oh, thank you so much for having me. I'm also very excited. It's going to be so good. Um, I know. And when, when you filled out the application stuff to get like different topic ideas and start brainstorming, there were so many, but I was like, I feel like we can just, I don't know which one to pick. So I'm hoping we can kind of dive into like a little bit of everything of like what you do and whatnot. So sure. Do you want to like start by telling people, I mean, your intro will play before this, but do you want to tell everybody a little bit about like you, how you got into the field you're in and kind of what types of services you provide the community? Yeah, sure. So I am primarily a chiropractor and I started with just kind of a general practice, but after I had my children, I kind of I got much more of an appreciation for the postpartum period. I felt like we're getting a little bit better as a society and a medical system as supporting women while they're pregnant. But then afterwards, you just kind of drop completely off the map. And And I had some of my own physical um, struggles with recovering postpartum. And my first child was in 2020. So we were in the middle of pandemic also. So there were a lot of limita- limitations on services provided. 
And I was just seeing stuff that was happening to me and things that were happening to my patients who were pregnant or postpartum. And it just made me want to learn more. So I got a lot more education and certification in corrective exercise as well. So I also work with pregnancy and postpartum women um, biomechanically. So, you know, I do passive stuff in the office treating them, but then I also assess how they're moving and how their muscles are firing and give them some guidance on things they can do at home. And I also have a master's in nutrition. So I do some health coaching with women as well and kind of work them through all of that and combine it all into like, let's look at how your body's recovering physically and then what we can do to support it nutritionally and walk through that whole process with them. I love that. So do you do a majority slash all of your stuff in person then, or are you offering different types of virtual support as well? So uh, the chiropractic and uh, physical recovery stuff is all in person, but I do have a virtual option for health coaching. So I um, have just launched that actually in 2024. Yay. Congratulations. (laughs) Thank you. Exciting. Awesome. Yeah. I mean, it's so cool because I think that what you're doing is so amazing. And then I'm like, oh, I wish my clients were closer to you. Yeah. Um, (laughs) You know, it's tough. But um, now having a bit of a virtual option for some type of support is awesome. So I'm excited excited to hear that. Um, yeah. So when you have people coming in, what are they typically coming in for? And do you find that people, you know, come in when things have gotten to like a crazy level of pain or whatever, um, because they don't know, you know, what they don't know, right? Like that people I feel like are so used to being like, oh no, I'm fine. This is normal when like, it's really not right. Yeah. I think moms in particular are used to like, I I can get through this. I can make it. I'm okay. Right. So a lot of them, if they have not been in care before they were postpartum, they are coming in when something is really wrong. Um, So I would say my number one thing is low back pain, but then that kind of um, trickles into a lot of its pelvic floor dysfunction. And so that can present in a lot of different ways, but the low back pain is what people makes people think chiropractor. And that's when they come in for that. Um, And a lot of people don't realize that they're having pelvic floor dysfunction. And one of my big things is I'll have women come in and say, Oh, well, I had a C-section. So like, I don't have pelvic floor problems because I didn't have a vaginal birth. And then we talk about some of their symptoms and you can see their face go, Oh my gosh, I have pelvic floor (laughs) problems, even though I didn't have a vaginal birth. Um, Mm -hmm. And so those are some of my biggest. And then the other thing that I see a lot postpartum is associated with breastfeeding or just holding your baby so much, a lot of neck, shoulder tension, even Mm -hmm. headaches happening. Um, It's all kind of bundled in with sleep deprivation, right? So like not sleeping enough is making everything a little bit worse, but then doing these new things, um, especially when your body is recovering, can be difficult too. So I, I do like to see women either before they're pregnant or when they're pregnant to give them some guidance on things they can do to manage these things or ways to prepare for these new types of physical uh, demands that they're going to have when they have a newborn. And then that way they have some stuff they can do at home because, you know, right after birth, I don't, I typically don't see anybody in the first month after birth because they're home recovering, which is great. But when you're, starting breastfeeding or you're holding your baby all the time and you're getting these new aches and pains, you got to have something that you can do for yourself or your partner can do for you. Um, So that I like to give my pregnant women a little bit of a plan for them at home that they can handle or their partner can help them with before they can come back for a follow-up postpartum. 
Absolutely. That's awesome. So like what types of things are you typically suggesting that people, you know, you know, pay more attention to or try to do in those early postpartum weeks then? So for managing like the lower back pain and some of the other things, the pelvic floor stuff associated with giving birth or healing postpartum, I like to assess kind of where they're at physically beforehand. You know, um, a lot of it's going to depend on what your physical activity levels were during um, and before pregnancy and what right. you can handle or feel comfortable with. The, the main issue is a lot of women are are a little bit scared to do stuff because they don't know what's okay, what's not okay. So right. we talk about that a lot. I like to give them a few gentle movement practices that they can do in those first you know, few weeks to their comfort level. Um, and we talk a little bit about, you know, if you have a tear, um, if you have any sort of other trauma or complications with birth and how those might impact you, um, giving them permission to rest and recover in the first like week or two, I think is also right. big because a lot of women are always thinking about the next thing. And so we say, okay, let's take it in phases, you know, let's see how you're feeling here. Um, I think walking is a great one for a lot of women to start with. It's it, it's something that's easy to sustain and you can do with your baby without straining yourself a ton, but also reminding them, hey, here's what you need to look out for, um, for like length and duration of walking. You know, for me personally, I could only go like two blocks at first after my first son. And, I, and then I would start to feel extra pressure in my pelvic floor or pain. And I'd say, okay, we need to take a break. And that's frustrating. Yeah. when you're active or want to be active. Um, so being kind of that guidance there for people. Um, I like to give people a few yoga stretches and stuff to do as well. I like to tell them, here's some signs and symptoms to look out for, for pelvic floor. I think what's hard is we all think, oh, my pelvic floor will be weak after I have a baby and I need to like strengthen it. I need to do Kegels and I need to get back in the gym. And I see a lot more people that actually struggle with tight pelvic floor as opposed to a weak pelvic floor, which is also tough because when it's tight, it can present as weak because it's the same right. as if you if you held something heavy for 45 minutes and then were asked to pick up something else heavy, your muscles would be tired and it would be difficult to do that task, which is what happens to your pelvic floor. It's, mm -hmm. it's clenching, it's holding so tight that then, you know, when you're assessed and uh, you know, your OB or your midwife says, okay, let's see. Oh, I didn't feel your Kegel when you tried that. Um, and they say it's weak. It could be tight. Uh, so we talk about the different types of symptoms that you might see for tightness versus just straight weakness. Some of the big ones that I see for tightness are um, a lot of pain in the pelvic region, pain with penetration. Um, you can also get the stress incontinence with mm. tightness as well as weakness. A lot of times, um, because the abdominal muscles get stretched out during pregnancy, it's hard for your pelvis to kind of sit in the place, the position it wants to. And you'll see a lot of people clenching their glutes. Um, and then that can cause some pelvic floor tightness because you're just kind of squeezing everything all the time. Right. Um, you know, so when I see a lot of tightness, we need some relaxation techniques, some kind of breathing, usually to help kind of coordinate everything. It's a lot of education on here's some things that we can do and here's the things we need to look out for. And I also think giving them this idea that, hey, we can move on with, we can move through these things because 
a lot of people think, oh, well, of course I have incontinence after I had a baby, leaking is normal. And although it's common, it's not normal and it's something we can work on. Absolutely. I think that's so, so important. I mean, I did an an episode in the past um, with a pelvic floor therapist who had very similar, you know, statements of uh, exactly like, you know, that may be common, but it's not normal. Or, you know, she also had mentioned how, tightness and weakness were often like misconstrued and, and and the two of them people didn't know which it was right um mm-hmm. and so a lot of the time people are trying to strengthen something that's already too tight so i think it's it's so reassuring probably for people to listen and hear the same thing a couple times over because i know sometimes you know every time you talk to a medical professional everybody's got a different opinion which is great yeah. but also can be really <laughs> overwhelming yeah yeah for sure So that's awesome and really great to hear. So, you know, you're kind of preparing people prenatally, which is awesome. And then, you know, once they have these babies, they've got a couple of different things that they can do at home. And then, you know, people who don't see you prenatally and then come in postpartum, they're typically, you said, coming in for back pain or neck pain and things like that. And what types of things are you sending them home with to help with that pain? Um, So... We do, I do a movement assessment and check how they're breathing. Cause a lot of times, especially late in pregnancy, you end up chest breathing because there's no room for your diaphragm to descend because the uterus has taken up all of that space. So um, sometimes even just getting them to work on breathing can help the pelvic floor relax and contract the way that it's supposed to. So that's a really good exercise. I like to give people. Um, so we do it just a whole screening of how they're, pelvis is moving and functioning, assess any pelvic floor issues. I check people for diastasis. Um, A lot of people are concerned about that. So um, I do a lot of checking. I'm actually surprised they're not screened before they get to me. (laughs) But but, um, so we do a lot of that and kind of talk about different ways to work on the core, depending on their, their signs and symptoms. Uh, I talk to them a lot about breastfeeding if they are breastfeeding and make sure that they understand what looks normal and what maybe needs support from a lactation consultant and get them appropriate referrals. Cause I think that's really important too. Um, which is another reason I like to see women when they're pregnant, because I think it's very helpful if they have some of these people lined up or at least an idea of these people. And I know that's kind of, (laughs) that's your realm too, with the the postpartum plan idea. I think it's so great. Yeah, like even if you're not going to use, you know, them or you don't think you're going to need these types of people, like I love it. Having a list of a lactation consultant and a chiropractor and a pelvic floor therapist and whatever else like lined up so that you're yeah. not going to Google at 2 a.m. a week postpartum. Yeah, is I mean, no, helpful. yeah, nobody wants to add another thing to their plate when they have a newborn to take care of. And then it's terrible when you go somewhere and you don't like vibe with that therapist and then you are like either stuck with them or you have to find another one. So looking at some of the stuff that you might need ahead of time, I think is very helpful. And like for me personally, breastfeeding was very painful at first and everyone just kept telling me it shouldn't be painful. And I remember feeling like, well, it is. So can somebody please help me? Right. (laughs) You know, so, um, so finding those people that can help you and can work with you is good. And I, like for me, it's a balance in the office of me treating you and doing stuff for you. And then you doing stuff for yourself. And um, the plan is developed with 
the mother and deciding, you know, what is realistic for your life? What can we really fit into the day? Because at the end of the day, nobody wants like a 30 minute workout rehab routine on top of feeding their baby, (laughs) trying to get their baby to sleep, holding, comforting their baby while they're also physically recovering from this intense event that they just had. You know, we get 40 weeks to grow a baby and overnight your whole body changes and you're postpartum and we don't really talk about all those changes. You know, one of my biggest things is like, I didn't realize how my core would feel. I remember telling somebody I used to feel like a container and now I feel like a Ziploc bag full of soup. Nothing is holding my organs in anymore, you know, and I just wasn't prepared for that. And like, you know, so it just felt very foreign in my body and I didn't really know what to do about it. And so I was like, well, we need something else to get through this. <laughs> I love that. And I think that's so reassuring for people to hear because I think that there are so many things that change overnight, right? And, you know, you know that you're not expected to be perfect, but at the same time, like people expect you to bounce back so quickly or be able to go do something. Even like you said, only being able to walk two blocks sounds like, oh my gosh, but like, that's the reality of it for a lot of people. And I think a lot of the times, you know, moms are just seen as the superheroes. So we don't realize that those types of things are often happening behind the scenes, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. <laughs> uh, yeah, I just think that's great. And I, I also think um, we focus a lot on like general recovery things. And there are a lot of specific individual things that people people need. And I'm surprised too at how many C-section mamas I have that have never heard of scar massage. And then they come in and they have like weird pelvic pain or hip pain. And we start teaching them scar massage and they do it consistently at home and their pain goes away. And that's from those adhesions of all those layers of tissue that were cut through to deliver the baby. And and the same is true for any perennial scarring. You can do scar massage on that and that can have a significant impact on pelvic floor function. I love that. I think that's so cool. And yeah, more stuff that people just don't talk about, right? It's mm-hmm. like, oh, you had a C-section. Oh, you'll be okay in like a week or two and you'll be able to lift things. Like what happened to how, how do we get better, right? Like it's yeah. crazy. Now, I know that you also do um, dry needling. Do you want to tell yes. everybody a little bit about like what that is? And maybe like, even for me, I hadn't heard of it for a really long time. And, um, I always had done like acupuncture, but I've, my understanding is it's very different. So would you mind like explaining all of that and like how that could help with postpartum stuff? Yeah, of course. Dry needling is, it uses a similar needle to acupuncture and that's kind of where the similarities and they, um, in acupuncture, they focus on Chinese medicine and meridians and that whole system to treat issues. And dry needling is really more musculoskeletally focused. It's finding tight muscles and trigger points and knots and using needles to get those to relax. So inserting a needle causes a physical response of the muscle tissue, allowing it to relax. And it also can help calm down the nervous system and just kind of deregulate that stress response. So I like it a lot because it can help you just overall relax. It helps the muscles relax. And because I can use needles of varying lengths, we can get to the deeper tissue layers. So we can, you know, stuff that when you have a massage and it feels really good and it helps for like a day or two, and then you're back to being tight, that's usually a deeper layer of tissue issue. And so, yes, you could keep getting massages and eventually you might work it out, but 
dry needling can help shorten that process and get you to decrease that tension, allow you to function better. I like it a lot for um, the pelvic floor issues, with especially with the, glen- the glute clenching. We can mm-hmm. use needles to ca- get those muscles to relax and then work on some rehab to build up the coordination and the strength of those muscles. And also for the new mamas holding the baby all the time or breastfeeding with a lot of the shoulder and neck tension, a few needles in there can really help release those. And a lot of people hold their stress in their shoulders. So it's also, you know, you get that combination of I'm not sleeping, I'm breastfeeding and I'm stressed. (laughs) And so it's a really good option for that. And it's also safe in pregnancy um, as long as we avoid any areas near the uterus. So uh, a lot of women, I use it for them in some muscle tightness areas while they're pregnant. And then they already know that it works for them and then they can use it postpartum and they already feel comfortable And I don't like to do things that make people uncomfortable. So I do have some needle averse patients, so we don't ever do that. And we work on other things to help with their muscle tension and their joint function and all of that. Yeah. I mean, what does that feel like? Is it ends up being like, I know people are always like, oh my gosh, a needle, it's going to feel like a shot, but like being somebody who's had acupuncture, like if it's the same type of needles, it's a different type of, of, you know, pressure or pain. What does, but how do people describe it, you know, with dry needling? Yeah, the needle is very, very thin. So a lot of people don't even feel them when they first go in. Some do. You will feel it when it hits a very tight, tender point. And usually it's kind of like a sharp or like a shock type of feeling that lasts for like five seconds. And then it starts to relax. If they don't start to relax, if it's too tender, you're too tight, if you're clenching your muscles, um, I take those needles out and I work kind of from the perimeter inward towards the really tight Mm. spot because again there's no reason to cause you more discomfort than you're having to get the effect and um, when people are really tight and clenchy you're not going to get the effect you want if you leave that needle in anyway so take it out work around it and see if we can work through it and get it calmed down you know a lot of people get relief from even one treatment um, but we typically do a handful of them over a few weeks to really make sure that the muscle can calm down and and respond well, and then work on a better functional movement pattern or some strengthening of other surrounding muscle groups to support that area. So we get the function back and we don't have this cycle where it keeps getting tight and tight. Gotcha. Now you said people sometimes have relief after just one appointment. Now, is this like an immediate relief type of thing? Like, you know, needles come out, we stand up and you're like, oh my goodness. Or some people are like that. Yeah. Some people get a lot like immediate relief, even when they're still on the table with the needles in. Um, For some of the larger muscle groups, I find that the relief comes more after an hour or two. So they, some people will feel a little bit sore afterwards, um, kind of like a post-exercise soreness, which you can feel after a chiropractic adjustment too, because we get some other areas moving and some muscles responding in a better way than they were Mm -hmm. before. And so your body's kind of like, oh, I haven't used that muscle that way in a while. And so you can feel a little bit of soreness, um, but usually it's the same day of treatment that we see relief. Some people will get the relief the next day, but typically it's within a few hours. That's so cool. And it's got to feel so amazing for people that are experiencing pain. Now, you know, I wish that I was even closer so that you could dry needle me, but like for our other listeners that are listening that are not in your area, um, you know, 
do you have any suggestions as to what people should look for when they're looking for somebody that does dry needling? Like, is there anything that's like absolutely a red flag versus like something that may be good or, you know, does it kind of just depend case by case? So it's a little bit case by case. You want somebody who's definitely certified, obviously somebody who's got a lot of experience working with musculoskeletal issues. So the people who do dry needling are typically chiropractors and physical therapists. So they have a good foundation in how the body works and how it moves, how the muscles respond. And then it's more of how your body responds to their type of treatment. There are several different techniques with dry needling. Some are more gentle, some are more aggressive, and people respond differently to the different types of treatment. And it also depends on, you know, how long you've had that injury or that issue with that muscle and just how your body handles the treatment. But it's it's usually pretty gentle and most people only feel a little bit of soreness afterwards and That's then they awesome. feel relief. That's great. That's yeah. awesome. I think that it's just so important as like a whole for people to realize that there is the support out there that they need. Um, and even, you know, going to an appointment for an hour or something once a week, it doesn't need to be a forever thing. Right. So, yeah. you know, I have so many clients that are like, I know I have to go to this pelvic floor. I have to do my pelvic floor exercises, or, you know, I've got to go to the chiropractor, but you know, it takes a whole hour and this and that and then this, and it's hard to get out with a baby, you know, early postpartum, but I think remembering that it's not going to be, you know, it doesn't need to be a forever thing, you know, um, is, is so important for people to remember too. Yeah. I like to tell people, my goal is for you to not need me, you know, as either as much or at all. And so I do have people that have ongoing issues. So they come in, you know, semi-regularly, which is great to help maintain a baseline of health. I like that for people who are active or managing a chronic issue, people that have these acute things, I like to treat them, get them out of pain, and then educate them on the signs and symptoms that got them this far so that they can identify the earlier signs so they can come in earlier for treatment before it gets really bad. And that's really what's going to help limit the number of visits is you having the tools at home to help manage your stuff, identifying when the issue is starting to get out of the realm of the things you can do at home and get early treatment and intervention, because then it will prevent it from cascading into this huge thing. Yeah. I absolutely love that. Yeah. And the going back to your point about getting out with a newborn is hard. That's another reason why I think it's important to find your practitioners ahead of time. You know, we've done, there's one other chiropractor in the office I'm in, and we've done a lot to make it a safe space for women. Children are welcome. We have a changing table. We have toys. We have a space where mothers can nurse in private if they need to around their appointments. And I think that helps a lot knowing like, okay, I can go there. No one's going to make a big deal if my baby's crying or anything or whatever. And, you know, they're comfortable with children around and know how to handle it. And I think it's important for people to feel comfortable in the space where they're going for help and for treatment. Absolutely. I love that. I think that's amazing. Um, Now I'm going to have all your information below. If you guys are interested in more information, you can head over um, and follow her social media, you know, check out the website and all the things in between. Um, But thank you so much for joining me and for sharing all that information. And um, hopefully we'll have you back again soon. Yes. Thank you so much. It was so fun. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode of the Postpartum Plan Podcast. It is a pleasure to be your postpartum bestie, and I hope to have you back for another episode soon. If you enjoyed listening to today's podcast, I would greatly appreciate it if you would rate, review, and subscribe. 
If you're interested in more information related to today's podcast or are looking for additional support in a postpartum doula or sleep consultant, you can find my information in the show notes or online at serenemomentsdoula.com.